Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is Michael K. Falciani, epic fantasy writer and dedicated teacher. Michael served in the U.S. Army Reserve and the National Guard before he started teaching, which has been his career for the last 22 years. Michael turned his hand to writing and has never looked back. He's currently working on a six-book epic fantasy series titled The Raven and the Crow. He also enjoys time outdoors, hiking, running, and doing almost any physical activity. If he's not your favorite now, he will be after. Hello, Michael. Welcome to 20 Questions. Why, hello. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you coming in last minute. Um, so we we much, much appreciate that. Yes, as I said, I feel like a special guest star on the 80s love boat. Like the, the main guy couldn't show up, so they've shuffled in. Who do we get? Let's get that guy. So I'm that guy. <laughs> well, that guy is awesome. So thank you for of being course. here. Excellent. So in your bio, it says that you teach. Um, I mean, I'd assume etymology <laughs> because in your bio, you have the word um, perseverating, perseverating on imaginary battles or political intrigue. I mean, come on. Who else is going to use that word? You you teach etymology, right? I mean, you might. Actually, I teach PE, physical education. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did teach in the classroom for 21 years. And when the PE job came open, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go play kickball for a while and get paid to do that. So that's yes, awesome. I'm, I'm quite enjoying what, it. So <laughs> what, what um, grades do you teach? I teach kindergarten up to fifth grade at the, at the moment. Oh, now that's a fun group. Yes. Kinders. You should see them try to dribble, try to play hockey, try to run. Oh my God. I Especially at the beginning <laughs> of the year. You know, I'm like, all right, follow me. And I forget how little they are and how tiny their feet are. And I'm halfway down the hall. I'm like, why is no, why am I by myself? I'm like, oh yeah, they don't know anything. I got to run back. Who are you? Get over here. Stop. That's not a chew toy. Get in here. Just ridiculous. So yeah, they're puppies, kindergartners, same, same. Yes, really. It's just like that. Like hurting, hurting kittens that are off their catnip. It's ridiculous. That's so cool. Of course, that means they can't read your stuff. I mean, that's not fair. You know what? They can't read it yet, but they're early fans. I talk to them all the time about my books, and they're like, yeah, great. So That's awesome. Someday, someday soon. They do grow. They do grow. Um, So when you turned your hand to writing, how long did it take you to finish your first book? So my first book is is this one. It's uh, The Raven and the Crow, Dark Storm Rising. I don't know if you can see it. There we go. That one took me only, I actually got it out really quickly, only took 25 years. And um, it was really a a labor of love. I I remember starting it off 25 years ago. I was like, why is this taking so long? And of course, you have a family, you have kids, you have a full-time job. Not that these are all excuses, but, you know, I, I, I probably spent maybe five or six years on it until, and really when the pandemic hit, it was almost done. Anyway, I said, you know, I'm going to finish this and I'm going to put it out in the universe and see, see what happens. And I was able to get on with three Ravens publishing and That's so yes, cool. it was very exciting for me. And it was, you know, it was like a lifelong dream. Mm-hmm. And now I just, you know, I want to keep writing. It's like addicting. Right. It's addictive. It's definitely addictive to see your words in, you know, in covers. It's amazing. Yes. I agree. Totally feel you. So the Raven and the Crow is 
series was the first ones, right? These are the first ones that you have published. That's correct. This is going to be a six book series. Um, I may have had some pressure to do prequels, which would be another three books. And the thing is, every time I write uh, my characters, I think of, well, what's their backstory? And as I write their backstory, mm -hmm. I'm like, I really want to write those books. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a lot of fun. But yeah, the, the first one was Dark Storm Rising. And that is a six book series. I also started a... Um, a dwarven steampunk series because why oh, yeah. not right i got well actually i'm wondering about that like what is dwarven steampunk like what makes it uh, this i was like i've never heard of this that sounds so fascinating yeah so I, i've actually researched on it because i didn't know what exactly to call it. and there's a zillion you know minor mm -hmm. niches and then sub oh yeah sub there are. fantasy categories but uh -huh. you know for me it's 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 as though um electricity and things like that weren't really invented. It's like the steam engine was the, the epitome of, of technology. And what, what did they do as they expanded with that? And so in this case, you know, my, my oh, dwarven yeah, steampunk, yeah. yeah. I get steampunk, it's the dwarven part. Oh, like what, what, yeah, that's the part. I was like, what? Well, I need to see what this is. So what specifically makes it dwarven? Like are all your characters dwarves or are they just the engineers? Like what, what, what is Okay, it? so yes, I have many dwarven characters, but here's, here was my issue. I've, mm -hmm. I've always loved dwarves and I started playing, uh, you know, Warhammer online back in the day before it went defunct. And I always play, you know, you know, I used to play EverQuest, I played a bard, you know, I always played these cool characters. I, I saw one guy playing an engineer, I was like, you know what, I want to try that. And let me tell you, I fell in love with my dwarven engineer. And of course, once I stopped playing, I always had it now because I wrote a little short story that kind of told me like how he became an engineer. And that became a short story that I sent into a publishing uh, contest. And even though it wasn't selected, uh, it was good enough where that that person who was doing the doing the deciding said, hey, I want to talk to you about some other stuff. And he just nonchalantly said, you know, you could turn this into a novel. And I was like, yeah, I could. When I got done with the second book, Dark Storm Rising, I said, I'm going to I'm going to write that dwarf. I needed a break. So, of course, I did this. Now, I don't just have dwarves, but to me, dwarves have always been cast kind of two ways. Comic relief mm -hmm. or the dank, dour, nasty, I'm grumbly all the time, which is fine. I mean, that, that's great. It works right. for that. But why can't we have dwarven mm -hmm. warlocks? Why can't we have dwarven druids? Why mm -hmm. can't we have a dwarven bar? Right. This is the epic mm -hmm. fantasy or the dwarven steampunk epic fantasy, high fantasy that I wrote. And, of course, I got to write their counterparts. The, the sallow skins, the mm -hmm. goblins, the orcs, the trolls, the ogres. And I really got to explore like how to write those kind of characters. I had so much fun writing this, this first book. And that will actually be a three book series as well. That's awesome. Uh, Steve says steampunk is what happened when goths discovered the color brown. That's a cool oh, I, there somewhere. we go. <laughs> like, I awesome. stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to write. And I, I, I obviously I'm thrilled that my first two novels are out. I cannot wait to get some feedback on this one. I just thought it was so much fun. My, one of my main characters is a dwarven bard named Omens. And he's like a ladies man. He, he says and does all the things I wish I could say and do, you know, and like he's always in trouble. He's always on the run. Somebody's always after him. He doesn't care. He's like, Hey, I'm going to do what I do best. And that's that. So yeah, he's a lot of fun. That's so funny. That's fun. That's fun to write. I, I was very, very interested by that entire concept. I thought it was Thank cool. You. And but you and you started with fantasy, and obviously this is still in the fantasy category. Yes. Why do you choose fantasy? You know, ever since I was a kid, um, you know, I, I've always I, I enjoyed reading. Period. 
uh, when I got a hold mm -hmm. of, you know, the Hobbit, uh, I remember reading De David Edding's Pawn of Prophecy. You have something about that, mm -hmm. that idea of a whole world that was based on your own creation and your gods and your lore and your magic and the way things put together. And just the idea of that, mm -hmm. that a group of people or one person working together. And as I got older, I got into, you know, David Gemmel, who's a, I'm a huge fan of his. He's mm -hmm. my, he's the main influencer of, of my writing, but I've always enjoyed reading and epic fantasy was always kind of my favorite thing. But doesn't mean I don't like it doesn't mean I don't like other stuff I do. But that's that's kind of what I wanted to to read and that's what I wanted to write. And that's that's how it started. That is fascinating. Um I see a lot of people start with fantasy and then decide what they like, but some people love it, right? So that right, seems yeah. like you you love it. Me too. I love it. That is my jam. So I get that. Um, I have to say, I did start on the the Dark Storm Rising. Okay. And I found it very fascinating that the very first character is a sage who traditionally, yes. you know, is a wise person of learning, sometimes healing. It depends on your world, right? Yet right. you named her Blade which is a symbol of battle and protection. Like, what's the story here? What was that creative choice? Well, <laughs> I can't really, you just started, I don't want to ruin it. However, I will say Blade is a very complicated woman. She mm -hmm. has a lot going on. Mm -hmm. You just see the kind of very tip of the iceberg with her. And you see mm -hmm. these two, these two gentlemen that she's, I still call them gentlemen, they're really not. But you see these two guys she deals with and they just, they don't pull any punches. Mm -hmm. They are in it for the money. They have zero love for anyone. They are, again, to me, fantasy, uh, I'm sorry, fantastic characters that have a great storyline. And, and as you read it, and I, and I hope you do, you will see it unfold. Mm -hmm. where, where everybody starts off is not where they, where they end. And I needed somebody to kind of be the mentor or the center of, it, of, of everything that's going to happen. And that mm -hmm. is Blade. Blade is a sage mm -hmm. with great mm -hmm. knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I was thinking. I need somebody with knowledge, but she packs a whole lot of other things inside of her. And as the story continues, her story will unfold along with all the others. Interesting. Well, she did fascinate me. So I look forward to seeing, seeing more of her story and these mirror falls you talk about. I'm interested. Um, uh, yes. yes, yes, yes. I'm excited. Um, so I also noticed that the audiobook for this novel is nominated for an Imagine Award. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Although I didn't read it. <laughs> well, still, I mean, that's still yes. pretty cool. And the second book is nominated for a Dragon Award, which is totally cool. Um, yes, I, I, yeah. Someday, Dragon Awards on our wish list, man, because we love Dragon Con. It's our favorite convention. So, what does it mean to you to be nominated for prestigious awards like these? Well, to get the the first uh, one that I got nominated for was the audiobook, and it's and it's. Mm -hmm. um, it's narrated by an absolutely fantastic uh, uh, voice actor named Joshua Saxon. And he did the second book as well. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I never really listened to audiobooks, but when I heard him, I was like, don't stop reading. Oh my God. <laughs> You're like, this is perfect. <laughs> but you know, this is my first foray into writing. It's my first mm -hmm. book. So to get any kind of award at all was a surprise. And of course it was a great surprise. Um, and of course, I mean, I'm very proud of the writing. I think it's good. And to be coupled with somebody of his caliber, you know, Joshua Saxon, I, he's very accomplished. He's read 60, 70 books. He could have picked whatever book he wanted. And when he took a look at the beginning of mine, we actually had him on our podcast and he's, you know, kind of, he's kind of shy. He's almost a recluse. And we got him out. We were like, come on, man, you got to talk to us. Cause my publisher and I are very outgoing. 
And uh, <laughs> he was so brilliant just to talk to. And he just said, it's such a different kind of a fantasy read. And mm -hmm. that's what drew him to it. So I was really thrilled that he picked it. And to be nominated for it was incredible. Now, the, the Dragon Con nominee, I still don't think my jaw has you know, gotten off the ground from that. Right. But my it's publisher so cool. sent it to me. I was like, I'm I'm sorry. What what just happened here? Are you <laughs> did you say I thought you said Dragon Con, but I know that's not what you said. He said, No, man, it's gonna be Dragon Con. I was like, okay, so who 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 are you? Who do you know? What is going on? And you know, of course, being the great guy that he is, with you know, William Joseph Roberts, um he said you know, he said, Michael, this is as good as anything that's out there. And, yep. and, and of course I, I believe that, but I wrote it. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to hear that mm -hmm. from others and, yeah. you know, to get it from somebody, you know, and I've had other authors tell me the same thing. They're like, man, mm -hmm. this is your first novel. I was like, well, yes, but I wrote, you know, I wrote these, it took me a long time. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to, to hear that. I, I was actually very flattered and kind of quite humbled. So that's how it felt. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Well, we're impressed. So just so you know. Um, yeah, we have a couple books up for an Imagine Award, too. So we were Great. excited to see. So mid-July, I think, is when they make the announcement. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, so we uh, spoiler alert, we talked before a little bit, and you said that you have not been to Dragon Con before. I have not. So you're missing out. You totally have to go. But I know. I are there other conventions you've been to that you've really enjoyed? So I've actually just been to the one. I went to Liberty Con uh, two weeks ago. It was my first convention. I got the little newbie first timer badge on there. Awesome. I will tell you, I I am I am not afraid of going out and talking to people. I had the greatest time at this convention. They're, they did an epic fantasy world building um, panel. Mm -hmm. And I walked in, I was like, yeah, you know, and I saw a bunch of people, the other, hey, how's it going? You know, how's it going? And I sit down, hey, there's some guys, I'm like, it's good to meet you, good to meet you. I didn't know who they were. Uh -huh. All these guys were like New York Times bestselling authors. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Michael K. Felsiani, I'm nobody. So it was really quite funny. One of the guys- Was Kevin J. Anderson one of them? Kevin was not in that panel. Oh, okay, okay. He, he, was, he was not, although I did, I don't think I met him, but I did see him. I was like, you know that guy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. but uh, no, I actually went to one of his panels, but yeah, I forget, uh, Cal, this guy Cal was there. He was great. And I, he had said something like, you know, I just finished my 31st book and he went on about who he was. And I, and I was the next one to speak. And I just looked at I was like, 31 books, dude? And I just looked at the audience and I was like, listen, everyone, I'm Michael K. Felsen. I've written two. <laughs> so if you have any questions that these gentlemen can't answer, believe me, I've got you covered. And you know, everybody kind of laughs. So right, right, it was right. very exciting to be sitting with so many great writers yeah. and, you know, speaking my mind. I, I like to think uh -huh. I held my own, but I don't really know. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Based on and, this interview, I'm going to say you probably held your own just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you know, I got, I was introduced to, to uh, Tony. Um, she's the, the head person at Maine. Mm -hmm. uh, being, I, I was sitting there going, how am I even speaking to her? And she brought me to this sword master, you know, fighting. And, you know, they were like, is there any volunteers? I was like, I'm coming up. I'm going to fight a sword master. <laughs> and, you know, I've got my ass handed to me. I didn't care. I was like, I don't care. I'm going wild on this guy. So, yeah. yeah I, I sure was it's it's Tony Weisskopf, I think. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, I'm so bad yeah. names. But I'm <laughs> walking around with bruises. Like, dude, what happened? I was like, I was in a sword fight. That's what happened. <laughs> I totally lost. It was amazing. Yeah, those guys were great. So, I, I mean, I'd never been in a sword fight. So, I was like, man, I learned a lot from just that. That's and then awesome. the sword master gave me this compliment. He said, man, you're pretty fast. I was like, thanks. 
<laughs> you know, as he kept whacking me on the head. I was like, You're um, like oh, yeah, real fast. See the bruises? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was, Maybe it was he meant faster brutes. No, he meant, no, come on now. <laughs> I'm fast. <laughs> I was quickly killed, I think is what he actually meant. So, no, I had, I had a great time. I, I got to meet uh, Steve Jackson from Steve Jackson Games. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. He actually was interested in, so I actually made up a little, um, Kind of like a, uh, a gambling game for my world. I was sitting on the beaches of Mexico and I was like, I need a game that nobody knows about. And I read this old chapter from Gary Gygax, one of his first, his first novel. And I remember it had something in there. Mm -hmm. And as I read through it, I was like, I liked it. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm going to go with something like that. And I, I mentioned it to my publisher. The next thing he's know, I know he's like, hey, uh, Michael, what are you doing uh, at two o'clock? I was like, I don't know, nothing. He's like, you want to meet with Steve Jackson? I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? He's like, well, we want to talk about your game. You that little card game I made? What are you talking about? So the next thing you know, I'm sitting there with Steve Jackson talking about my card game, and then we're he out going out games, to dinner. Man. Yeah, that's yeah, I know. Really. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. I was sitting there playing Munchkins with Steve Jackson. It was crazy. <laughs> and all these kids were there. My publisher's kids were there. It was great. <laughs> that is awesome. Did we yeah, get a fan like, here? For, what what was the fanfare for? Steve yeah. Jackson probably. Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson. Okay, yeah. Munchkin just, just with Steve Jackson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that no, would be was... pretty cool. Uh -huh. And of course, I didn't know how to play. I never played. And the kids oh, were arguing so about fun. the rules. I was like, I'm pretty sure we could ask Steve Jackson what the rules are <laughs> on this game. He's not very anal about them though. That's part of the reason why I adore no, him. No, he's very so yeah. nice. He's uh -huh. so yeah. nice. I would yeah, have never Jackson's known a great he guy. Was you know, super famous, and he, of course, he is. And yep. you know, the youngest kid was helping me. I'm like, come here, Squirt, because I kept, because I couldn't remember his name. He's Squirt, get over here. What do I do? And he's giving me all this advice. I'm like, yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> you know what <laughs> Whatever doing? he said, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm taking my cues from the kid. So it was, it was a lot of. I had an absolutely great time at Liberty Con. I will be going to uh, the Imaginarium uh, uh, um, Con in it's Kentucky like in about ten days. Yeah. So I'm excited about that because I was like, I don't know how many awards I'm going to be up for in my career. So I'm going to go and see how it goes. But, yeah, it should be fun. That's awesome. Yeah, we debated going, but between the big cons we had this month and Dragon Cons coming up, and it's like I, we can't – we just can't make all of them. But we tried, man. We tried. Um, the uh, Well, if I heard correctly, you mentioned a podcast. You have a podcast? Well, it's not mine. It's it's my publisher's. He we he oh, does okay. his uh he does his podcast. I think it's TB something radio, pirate radio or something. I don't know. Oh, TBB. This... That's right. Yeah, TV yeah, yeah. Radio. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that on the website. Okay. Yeah, he does this crazy intro. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and then we just get on there and we only talk like this. So it's it's a lot of fun. No, I wish I don't have a podcast yet. I'm building up to that. Nice, nice. Next step. It's always next steps. There's always one more thing to do. Oh, Zafo uh, linked it on there. Yeah, TDB. I remember TDB because nice. it's TBD in my head, so I remembered it was reversed. So I wonder what it stands. Do you know what it stands for? Oh, it's the it's the publisher, right? No. So what's uh, it stand for? Do you know what it stands for? I, uh, we'll I ask have William. No idea. We'll we'll yeah. get William on here, um, and then then we'll ask him. Um, let's see. So we talked about things you already have going. We talked about the the dwarf. Um, Steampunk coming out in August. And what was the name of that one? Or in the fall? What was the name of it? So that's going to be, uh, let's see. The Dwarves of Rom, Omens okay. of War. Ooh. And I, I named it Rom 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> the dwarves, the, my little country of dwarves is called Rom because I was watching golf one day and mm -hmm. John Rom is a golfer and he <laughs> won. And I had, I was rooting for him and I was like, yeah. So I was like, dwarves of Rom, I'm doing it. And that was it. That was, that was, <laughs> how, I, that was how I came up with the name. It was terrible. But I actually love this, how it, was, how it was sounded, how it looked. It's like, no, this is good. You'd be a golfing <laughs> dwarven character. Why not? Gonna work, man, 100%. So are there any other projects coming up that you're over the moon excited about? So I have a couple. There's, um, I, I'm working on the third book in the Raven and the Crow series. Um, I'm about halfway through that. And I am excited. I've been so whirlwind summertime ever since I got out of mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. I have been running to cons and I actually just got back from RageCon, which is a gaming convention in Reno. And I spent three days selling there and, and, and networking and making connections with so many great folks there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was in uh, the, it came from the trailer park anthology, which hit number one on the Amazon charts for horror it's anthologies. It's the funniest cover. Out. Oh my gosh, that cover. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, they, they revealed that second. So I put in for the second volume too. I hope I get it. We'll see. I know it's highly competitive, so, so mm -hmm. we'll see how that goes. I have another anthology that's coming out in uh, Mischief of Magic, which is actually a crossover story short between Dark Storm Rising and the mm -hmm. Dwarves of Rom. Because oh, I've decided fun. they're all going to be in the same universe. And I've gotten some of my favorite characters from both, and they're going to meet. So I was, you know, excited about that. Oh, yeah, that's so much fun. Fans love it, too. Because, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, oh, we yeah. like to see our characters get together. That's really yes. cool. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean I, that's, that might be out before my Dwarven book. We'll see. I'm not sure. And then I have another one that's going to be out, Embers of Corsaria. I have a short story in that called The White Death. Um, it's about a, a hunter who is hunting after this huge polar ice worm that constantly attacking under the ice and they have to hunt it down and track it. No, it's, I had so much fun writing these short stories. So, so those are some of the things that I have coming up. Excellent. Excellent. You know, I, I have to say, um, it looked like you can't always tell when you're looking at those digital samples, but it looked like you have two spaces after your periods. Yes, I'm old. <clears throat> well, you know, same age. We're like the same age here. And uh, so I just wanted to know, is this just like, you know, it, it's so rebellious. Like it's 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 so rebellious to do that. Is this a personal <laughs> thing or is it a oh. Three Ravens publishing house rule? No, it's, uh, it's definitely a personal thing. You know, I learned to type on a typewriter, yeah, not a yeah. computer. Uh-huh. I feel and, you know, back in those days, you had to do the double space. It's just uh -huh. automatic. I tried not to. I was like, you know what? I can't. I'm just going to I'm just going to do the double space. I, I they can yell at me if they want to. That's fine. That's great. Just double for the space. record, William's nicer than I am because I'd be like, nope, fix it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks, apparently. So, <laughs> nope. but you could teach him how to use the find and replace. <laughs> See, I, you lost me. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm, I do know. I do know that. But I, you're probably right. I should do a better job with it. But when, when he starts yelling at me, I'll, I'll fix it, I guess. Gee, don't, don't tell him I said that. He'll start yelling at me. <laughs> he won't yell at you. He'll be a snide remark underneath. <laughs> right? No, it's great. He's great. He's, what a great publisher. I'm so thrilled yeah. to be with Three Ravens, though. It's nice. Yep. yep. I adore William. He's awesome. Met him at Superstars. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, he was yeah. he loved it there. 
Yeah, he's he's awesome. And I can't wait to because uh, apparently he uh, makes mead. So we're very excited oh, yeah. to go get together at Dragon Con. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's how we got Steve Jackson on board was the mead that had something to do with it. No <laughs> doubt, man. No doubt. That's why my husband brews beer. So, you know, homemade oh, beer nice. will go there far, too. Yeah. Whatever you make, man, do it. It works. No, I, I'm whatever works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it works. Um, so let's turn to stuff that you do when not tied to your desk. Um, so do you have a favorite? You talked about it, like you like outdoor stuff that's in your bio, right? You like doing outdoor and anything that gets your blood pumping. So do you have a favorite park that you like to frequent, like to go hiking and spend time outdoors? I spend a ton of time hiking in I, I live in Nevada and the the mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm very close to Lake Tahoe. I was actually up at Tahoe yesterday and it was mm-hmm. Monday, so it was quiet. I went to a private beach only local people know about. Mm-hmm. We I basically had the beach to myself with my oh, with this, wow. uh, gal that I'm seeing. We uh-huh. just it was so nice. The, those crystal clear blue waters. It was quiet. I was sitting there going, this, we just looked at each other. We were like, how, how did we get this lucky to just be here? So, so I do like Tahoe. Now, having said that, I love to hike around here. I hike uh-huh. almost every day. Mm-hmm. What I do when I'm out there, um, if, if it's after work, I get out there mm-hmm. and collect my thoughts. A lot of times I'm thinking about what am I going to be writing tonight? What do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. What's happening in this scene? How do I want this to unfold? Mm-hmm. Fantasy worlds have been built on those trails as I as I walk around. And you know, and I and I love being in shape. I love mm-hmm. exercising. I mean, I'm PE mm-hmm. teacher for God's sakes. You know, I, I gotta be I, I gotta be active. I, if I'm not active, I I'm going crazy. So <laughs> so it's definitely something I like to do. I like to swim, I like to, you know, mm-hmm. whitewater rafting. If you mm-hmm. name a sport, I've probably played it, including sword fighting. <laughs> You're like, I'm adding that to my list. <laughs> That's right. One of my skills. Dying quickly. <laughs> well, you know, have, have you found that when you learn these new things, it actually is easier to write about it? Oh, that's exactly why I did it. I was like, I'm going up there because I want to know. It was amazing. I was only up mm-hmm. there for a couple minutes, you mm-hmm. know, maybe 10 minutes. I learned so much in that 10. I was like, man, it's just like holding the sword is the weight mm-hmm. of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, using two weapons and how, oh, my God, you know, just, and even my, the, the sword master was like, you know, I'm starting mm-hmm. to read your, oh, he's reading my stuff. And even though I write about that, because I know mm-hmm. it is interesting to do it, because I was like, I'm not reading anything. I'm just going for the kill the whole time. <laughs> so, you know, I think it was you slow down. You're like, oh, OK, you get more experience. And that, of course, is, is mm-hmm. extremely important. So, yeah, it does make mm-hmm. it easier to write, in my opinion, anyway. That makes sense. I'm sure people who do that appreciate it, right? Like if they know about swords and you get it wrong, they get mad. Yes. Like we do, we have a, we have a horse and my daughter rides. And so we're at the barn a lot. So when people get horse things wrong, it makes me so mad. I'm like, no, it's right. not that hard. Do your research. So I can see that. So I've often, because also writing fantasy, there always seems to be sword battles, yes. right? I was like, I think I need to take a class you know, so that I'm not <laughs> getting these things wrong. So. Well, you're right about the horses and, you know, mm-hmm. ships and how far they travel yes. and yep. what do you have to do to take care of the horse? Everyone's like, get on the horse and go. Yeah, like you got you to gotta rub it down and you got to feed it and you got to make sure it's, you know, water. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm no means a horse expert. Everyone's like, yeah, let's gallop all day. I was like, can you run all day? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> I go, we go to walk and then a canter for a bit. And then we, I mean, I'm just saying, I try to be pretty realistic with these things. And right. I'm We're asking them to it. believe enough, right? So the things right. that are right. verifiable, those need to be real. So yeah. Yeah, and, and after hiking around in the mountains, I'm like, okay, my characters aren't going to make it 60 miles in a day. No, that's <laughs> not going to happen. 
I mean, maybe if they're on a spaceship, but this is crazy. <laughs> Not without a portal, right? Which is why they right. put the portals in EverQuest, because we were tired right. of taking all day to run across the continent. <laughs> yes, God, what a fun game. I love that game. I love that yeah. game so much. Yeah, we did so too. Great. We played the heck out of that game. EverQuest yeah, and then fun. EverQuest 2. And then we had kids, and then they wanted to tend yeah. life, I mean, life ended dude. as you knew it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I have gaming to do. You're fine. You'll be fine. You can eat tomorrow. Yeah, that never worked. I don't know. <laughs> you can eat tomorrow. <laughs> well, we were. What's the problem? Right. Um, obviously, we didn't do that. They survived to adulthood somehow. Um, so the – let's see. Where were we? We're having fun. That's what we're doing. See, I told so, you it's fun. I hope I you're totally having, fun. Are you gosh, having fun. I know. I got you off track. I feel terrible. No, don't don't feel terrible. Off track's the fun part. Um so all your activity, you know, all your outdoor activities and all the fun that you've had, is there somewhere you haven't been yet that you'd like to visit? Oh, there's so many places. Uh, mm-hmm. Machu Picchu is my next, you know, yes. trip that I that I want to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go to Iceland. I mean, I not only is it great research, but I I mean mm-hmm. I want to go. And I want to mm-hmm. go while I can go and do those things. I mean, Machu Picchu, you don't get an elevator. You got to walk up there. Mm-hmm. So I want to do this before, you know, while you I can't. still can. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know, I, I want to, I mean, I'm, luckily I've been able to snorkel and swim and do lots of great things in the ocean and Pacifics. But yeah, there's lots of places I'd like to go, especially in the Mediterranean, which, you know, the, the my Raven and Crow series mm-hmm. takes place in a similar setting, the, the, the Mediterranean Sea. So I use a lot mm-hmm. of uh, things from, from that, a lot of influence from that. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, no, it's fun. There's so many places. But that's why I thought my um, in-laws went to Machu Picchu. And they oh. were like, the knees, it was so hard on their knees climbing, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we need to go before we can't. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, we need to move I that up. You. Yeah, there, there's, and, and I don't do very well in altitude. Like even when we do superstars in Colorado, oh, I yeah? cannot, I literally can't breathe. I need more oxygen. I live, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I live at sea level for a reason. So that the lack of oxygen is horrid and Machu Picchu is even higher. So <laughs> yeah, I actually, I mean, I live at altitude. Car- Carson city is pretty high, but I remember mm-hmm. doing, when I climbed Mount Whitney, I mean, <laughs> I saw people dropping left and right. Cause yeah. they didn't, they didn't prepare like they should have. Like we, I remember I camped at like 8,000, 9,000 feet. Mm. took some Advil, drank mm-hmm. a ton of water, got to the top. I was like, hey, I feel great. But it can happen to anybody. I was like, I just want oh, to yeah. get there and not throw up or be, get dizzy or whatever. Yeah, I'm so sensitive to it. I even had trouble when we went to Vegas. So wow, I, was like, and it's, I know it's not even that high, right? So, yeah. but yeah. I felt it. <laughs> I felt it big time. Oh, it's definitely altitude. Yeah, that's definitely up there. Yeah, it's it's madness. So I need to do Machu Picchu before I'm too old to adjust. Um. <laughs> Of course, you know, we're running a company. Who knows? <laughs> it's I worse than having children. Should, should go on a trip to Machu Picchu. <laughs> there must be a convention there. Surely we could use I'm sure there's one somewhere nearby. Probably God, not in be. the ruins, but. <laughs> well, I hope not. I've seen right. convention goers. I'm one of them. I You don't want me in there either. No, not for a convention. I, <laughs> I the need. corrected. It's the need's fault. Yeah, I um, know. <laughs> it's all the need's fault. It was good. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, so we talked about a lot in Nevada, so you're out there, but your bio says you were born in upstate New York, and that's where you grew up. So you've got a lot that's of East right. Coast stuff and a lot all the way in the West. Which which do you prefer? Which part of the country do you prefer? God, my my mother's going to kill me. I will say Nevada, I actually prefer. And not, not for the reasons you might think. You know, upstate New York is beautiful. Oh, my God, the Adirondack Mountains are beautiful. I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, my parents ran a bed and breakfast called the Inn at the Edge of the Forest. It should have been called oh. the Inn the yeah, it should have been called the inn in the middle of the forest. It was not at the edge. 
We were surrounded by tree. I mean, it was lovely, you know. That sounds like a fantasy title to it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm sure I'll stick it in somewhere. But yeah, no, it was it was beautiful. You know, it's a nice little upstate town. It, it was mm-hmm. very tiny. My mom grew up there. No, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. What I don't love about it is mm-hmm. the humidity and the mosquitoes in the summer. Mm. Mosquitoes like water. Upstate New York has a lot of water. Nevada is so dry that I, I barely see anything out here, you know, like right. jackrabbits and deer, which have migrated into town. Once in a while, I'll see a coyote or a bear roaming around. Mm-hmm. But mosquitoes are scarce. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that dry heat is, is much. I just feel like it's a little easier for me when I go back and visit. Um, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I forgot what it's like here. And of course, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I love it, too. You know, the winter in upstate New York, I actually prefer because it's so you know, the snowfall is so beautiful. It's just crystalline beauty. And you'd get that here in, in Tahoe sometimes too, but cars is not quite as fun as fun in the wintertime. Very cool. Very cool. So you would die in Houston, just for the record. Is that right? Is it swampy? Yeah, we have to swim, you know, from the car into our air conditioned house. We have to swim. I actually kind of like it though. So it works for me. Hey, There's lots of oxygen. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's very true. Lots of oxygen. Um, so we have made it to our lightning round. Okay. All right. So here we go. Ready? What I'm is ready. your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, good choice. Can zombies climb? Yes. Why would they not climb? <laughs> they have so hands happy. and legs. Sorry, Stephen. All right. With 4th of July around the corner, what is your barbecue go-to? I'm not much of a griller, so I'm going to say... Everyone has to have their flaws. Right. I'm going to say hamburgers, probably. Is okay, that's as fair. As strong as I'm going to go, yes. Okay, no, that's fair. There's no wrong answer for that one. Polos or button-ups? What's a polo? What's a button-up? Uh, polo? <laughs> I think you're wearing a polo right now. I think I'm going to go. It's not a button-up. Button Whatever this is is what I go for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, polo. I don't, wear, I don't polo. think I own a button-up. <laughs> I like the button-ups. Okay, um, pick one. Star Trek or Star Wars? This is an easy choice. Is it? Neither. <laughs> I have to go with, direction. It's the I double spacing with, all over again. I have to go with Firefly. You know, I like that oh, one well, better yeah. than both of those. If I had to pick between those two, mm-hmm. I'll probably go Star Wars. But okay. I like them all, so, you know. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, Firefly, totally though. I'll take Firefly. All yeah, we too. Over. We'll we'll take Firefly too. We're actually looking forward to Disney redoing it because we want more. So yes. we're just gonna cross our fingers and hope for the best. Yeah. So capture the magic. That's right. Please, please do. Who is your favorite band or musician? Zach Brown band. Oh, good choice. What is your least favorite chore around the house? I don't love putting away dishes. I know it's easy, but I just I'm like can't win anything but this right now. <laughs> it's that repetitive Sorry. stuff. It's like again, I have to do this again. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Nope, sounds fair. And finally, where can fans find you and your work? So you can find me and my work. I'm on every everything. Michael K. Falciani um, is on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on TikTok. It's on Instagram. You can find my, if you type in michaelkfalciani.com, it'll take me to my, uh, to my webpage where you can subscribe to my newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, my work is found on amazon.com. 
It's on Kindle uh, Unlimited. It's on. Um, it's also, I think you can find it on Walmart. You can find it on Barnes & Noble. You can find it a lot of different places. Very Amazon cool. is the one that's on the, the most prevalent, but it's mm -hmm. it's everywhere. It's a household excellent, name. Excellent. It's everywhere. Find the book that you love. So right. welcome, welcome. Now that Michael is your new favorite author, please make sure to review his work. You can also review us wherever it is you get your podcast. You can follow us on twitch.tv slash cursedragonship, and you could um, subscribe on cursedragonship.com slash YouTube. And we will see you next week with Joelle um, Reises. I'll ask her next week how to actually say her name uh, next Tuesday. So we'll see you then. Thank you.